Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about most millennials don't know what it's like to earn real interest on their savings, the reality of being forced to risk all of your savings to earn interest, and life insurance as an alternative savings account. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. I'm here with John Thurman, CEO of Axis Financial. What's up, John? Morning, Philip. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. And so uh, we were talking before, and I've and I've talked a lot about the new world that we're in, right? You know, old, old school, old school allocation of money was you were able to save money into a savings account. It actually uh, paid you some interest. That was you know, risk-free money that uh, that you were saving and uh, you didn't want to risk, but you actually got paid on it. Uh, that no longer exists. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy part, like me and you are a similar age. And I don't think I've ever had a savings account that paid like what my parents used to pay when they were, when they were our age. Mm-hmm. And so, 1.02. Uh, right. It's crazy. Right. And, but, but you, you know, and so we obviously don't want to have all of our money uh, in in risk assets, depending on when I say risk, meaning uh, volatile, right? Um, uh, or most people don't. And, and so um, we're you know we're talking about how life insurance is a another vehicle for doing what the savings account bucket um, used to do and getting life insurance. So so go ahead and fill in everybody on on what you meant by that. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times we talk to our clients about um, how it is uh, a, a good place to park their safe money. And because it has a bank type return, the way the coverage is set up is uh, there is a return on your money. If you're wanting to pull it out at retirement or you're wanting to take distributions, you can set it up where you're going to take distributions and, and have it be a second retirement for you. But that return on the money you're putting into it, the money you're paying in, um, is a is a bank type return, and essentially um, from more of the safer asset side, and obviously much much better than a, a traditional savings account. Um, the other benefit is that the money comes back to you tax free. So if you calculate, you add in the tax uh, savings because it's not taxed, um, then the the investment or essentially the the return on that uh, is that much better. The other benefit to life insurance um, is that it's it's the only self-completing plan. And so if you are saving for retirement or you are, you know, putting money aside for the future and you died and you have, you're putting money in a savings account, if you die, you, you're not putting any more money in that account for your family. Right? So with a life insurance policy, you're putting money aside. If you live a long life, you can pull that money out. If you die early, then it's self-completing in the sense that the life insurance would pay out and it would continue and fund that the the strategy that you were trying to set up. And so it is nice. We talk about killing two birds with one stone because it is setting money aside. There is a return on the money. It's tax-free. And then if you die early, prematurely, and you're not able to continue funding that, then it's self-completing in the sense of that you've got a large chunk of money 
you know, 100,000, 200,000, half a million that's instantly funded, that's also tax-free. Yeah, and I I also remember reading too, like if you you become disabled, you can have like a rider that will also, so like if I'm putting in 20 grand a year, 10 grand a year, five grand a year, 30 grand a year, whatever whatever my uh, investment amount is, but if I'm putting that amount away into it, yearly saving into it, and I become disabled, uh, and and I have the disability waiver, they will keep paying that for me and putting money into it for me. Yeah, you're right. So basically, what it does, it just continues paying the premiums for you. You know, as long as you're uh, disabled and you're not able to continue working and continue paying those premiums. Got it. And so the the other question I know people are probably thinking is, how do life insurance pay us interest? So banks will, you know, take our savings and lend it out to business owners. Uh, you know, what is an insurance company general account that backstage products invest in? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's all all that uh, matches the market. So, meaning it's uh, it's like a lot of the coverages that we talked about are you know index, universal life, or even the whole life policies. A lot of those uh, follow the market, but they're not invested in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's. It's a safer return. Now, mind you, like you talked about in the more volatile markets, you're not going to get, you know, a 20, 30, 40, 50% return mm-hmm. over the life of that, like you would in a, you know, riskier stock, but it is a safer uh, way to uh, to have the money grow. Got it. And I, and I remember, you know, I, I was a nerd, man. When I, when I read, uh, when I worked at Northwestern Mutual, uh, they was, we, we would get the, um, do you ever get those annual general account? investment reports that everybody throws away i'm sure i'm sure i've gotten them but probably throwing them away yeah yeah so i actually used to read them every single year and and man like insurance companies are the largest buyers of uh, commercial real estate mortgages they lend money to companies they, they obviously you know buy bonds but real estate is a huge part of their portfolio which allows them to deliver better returns than bonds over time, right? Because bonds have not been right. been paying much. And they, they they might have a little bit of an equity. I know Mass Mutual is one where they bought even bought a little bit of Bitcoin. But th- that's when the aha moment for me was like, I was like, oh, okay. They have access to fixed income deals um, that I couldn't buy on my own, right? But by just being a policy owner uh, and pulling my capital with all these uh, other people who were owning life insurance contracts, you know, I could participate in, you know, lending money to Goldman Sachs or lending money to, right. you know, this real estate developer that, you know, I, I couldn't have got a deal on my own, but through my life insurance policy, I was able to earn interest uh, on, you know, on those deals. Right. And that to me, I was like, ah, oh, man, this is, this is, this is beautiful. <laughs> you know, to a finance nerd, it was, I was like, man, this is beautiful. Right. Yeah, it is. And, and, and safer, you know, I mean, obviously the big, the big benefit there is just that you're not having uh, you know, as much at risk or you're not buying one individual property and putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man, definitely. Well, um, well, let everybody know how they can reach it. They um, want to find out more. And and let me let me ask one more question. Or And, and I'm going to, because some, some, some people would ask, you know, well, Philip, if I'm, if I'm saving in all these different buckets, you know, how much of my money should I allocate towards saving into a safer type investment bucket. And, and one of the things my mentor said, and I want to get your thoughts on it. When I first started, he was like, hey, you know, put maybe three to 5% of, of your income in life insurance somewhere safe, and then you can invest the rest pretty aggressively. Is that, is that kind of a, 
a number you subscribe to or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think the most important thing is it's a percentage. You know, I think a lot of times people, they'll come to me and they'll say, Oh, you know, my so-and-so or my, my brother has this much coverage and he says I should have this much. And the reality is, is it comes down to budget. You know, if I talk to someone that uh, is younger and is just their budget's really tight, you know, their, their income's not where it needs to be yet. And they, they come to me wanting to buy a large permanent policy well, the reality is they're going to have an underfunded policy that is not nearly big enough to do much from the life insurance standpoint, and it's not going to build cash value properly. And so if somebody's on a tight, tight budget, you know, the best option is a term policy, and it is using a much smaller percentage of their income because, or let me clarify, it's using the same percentage of their income, but a much smaller premium per month. So yeah, as your budget is more comfortable and you you know have the ability, if you're obviously you're you're good about saving money and good about putting money aside and, and investing in general, then that's when it should be a, a percentage, like you're saying, you know, that two, three, four, five percent of your income. Um, I, same reason why I wouldn't want to see someone come in and if, if they were allocating, you know, 10, 20, 30% of their income to investments, I wouldn't want to see them put 30% of that allocation or 10% of their income, 20% of their income into life insurance. It just doesn't make sense. And that way you're not balanced. Cool, cool, cool. Well, if anybody's interested in reaching out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, my email is just my first name, John, J-O-N, at axisfin.com. The office line is 817-618-3369. Sounds good. Well, appreciate you, man. Thanks for sharing this good information. And uh, until next week. Thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.